Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. I'm your host, Steve, and that's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And guess what, listeners? We have a very, very special thing that I need to relay to all of you. Last week, Dustin died tragically in a drone accident where he decapitated himself, and it's a Christmas miracle. We've been praying over Dustin's dead body all day. This is so dead, very, very dead. And his his head actually reattached itself, and now, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Dustin is back and alive and with us again. D- Dustin, can I you just, speak yet? I, yeah, Dustin? yeah, Steve, I... I I'm back, and uh, but only only for a limited time. So I'm here specifically for the podcast, and then uh, God wants me back up. Something about a, an event he needs captured, like a feast or something. Mm. Yeah, it keeps me pretty busy. But uh, anything for you, Steve? Well, if that's okay. Your spirit can go up to heaven, and we'll just hold a seance every single week and bring you back down into this hell that we call Earth. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Anything to rip you out of heaven, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm here for you. That's you and the listeners. That's really what I've committed my eternal soul to. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it, Dustin. Dustin, you wanted to talk about you. You had some some follow up for the last episode because you weren't here when Ulysses and I were talking, and you said you had some remarks, some statements you wanted to make about Tpov, Rebecca Elliott's Tpov. just wanted to say that I'm big into the teapot. Like I'm all up in that teapot. That sounds so gross. When I walk in and I see that veil and I see how long it is, I'm like, girl, we going to be teapotting later. That's so creepy and so gross. Uh, you cannot come on this podcast and talk about how horny you are to get under that veil. The bride looks across the room at me and she's like, I hope you have a wide lens because... Oh my gosh, this is a Christmas episode, Dustin, this needs to stop. (laughs) Tis the season. Tis the season of magic and greetings and joy. I mean, Steve, I, I oftentimes find myself looking at you across the room and just, you know, whispering or lipping, mouthing, hey, hey there, love buddy. I just... Just wanna wanna curl up on this couch right here and edit photos next to you. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dustin, what were you just hinting at there? Hinting at editing photos? Uh, yeah, I have an extreme backlog here of things that need to get out the door by Christmas. Was there something else you wanted to comment on that maybe Ulysses and I talked about? Maybe that launched just last week that you've listened to now? Um, no, I I think. Oh, are we still talking about getting under the veil with the bride? For those of you who didn't listen last week, Stephen and Ulysses, and by the way, Ulysses, thank you so much for picking up the the torch for me and joining Steve on the wild ride of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. But yeah, they were talking about how a bride and a groom get very intimate and photographers tend to see this as an opportunity to play a little peekaboo by pulling the veil over the groom's head and perhaps the photographer's head and, and snapping a little photo. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm guilty of this, Steve. About every week, 
Every week I am guilty of this. Even if they don't have a, a veil, I grab a couple napkins. Maybe, you know, I untuck my shirt. I pull my shirt over my head. And I put it over them. And I say, Teapah, mother and uh, on onward and upward we go. Yeah, no, like a real cornholio. Yeah, doesn't you had a lot of thoughts about the movie Inside Man that you shared with me in text after listening to the episode that you weren't on? Well, I was just so sad that there's a man in this world as great as Ulysses Del Toro, and he hasn't been fortunate enough in his times in the film world because he's just so so busy to sit down and enjoy the splendor that is Inside Man. So I was just sharing with Steve how Inside Man is one of my favorite films of all time. And I was, yeah, that was really all I had. And Ulysses, I would put that on your Christmas list. I don't know if there's time. Maria, if you listen to this podcast, your husband deserves... You know, get them just, doesn't even have to be Blu-ray, just standard def, mm-hmm. DVD. The reason Dustin loves Inside Man so much is because Inside Man is actually a documentary about Dustin's life being inside of the veil every single week. They go very hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Dustin is the Inside Man. Secretly, uh, Inside Man actually, though, is about, it's a metaphor for my life because I'm actually recording this podcast from a broom closet inside Stephen's house. And I've been secretly living mm. in Stephen's house for the last 17 months. And neither he or his wife have noticed. Yeah, he's actually in that broom closet still underneath a veil that a bride and a groom are underneath as well. <laughs> it's kind of really creepy and scary. Jen and I have definitely noticed. We're just not going in there. We're staying far, yeah. far away. But, you know, it's it's a pleasure to sit down and record this podcast with Dustin over the internet, my internet, every single week. Even yeah. yeah you could really use faster Wi-Fi speeds. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's getting ridiculous down here, Stephen. Doesn't... Did, and the hot water you guys use. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't... Did, did you listen to Jen and I's podcast? Wait, you and Jennifer have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Did you not reference it just a few minutes ago? This is our Christmas episode, so you do have to be honest. Uh, Steven, I Christmas is a time where people tell the truth. I believe that's from Love Actually. Steven, are are you talking about the fact that I I called you my my love buddy? Is that something that's referenced on your your new (laughs) podcast? I'm just glad that we can call Dustin McKibben, the great Dustin underscore McKibben a listener. This is this is the best day of my life. I thought you would just ignore this and you'd be real jealous because I was doing another podcast, this one without you. And I'm just, uh, I'm so glad to have your support, bud. Now, do we want to move on? What are you drinking tonight, Dustin? You got another Christmas sale out? Uh, I Well, I was supposed to record about an hour ago, so I had a Christmas sale out and I finished it because you know i i could sit here with an empty bottle and pretend to you steven that i'm still drinking it but as you said it is christmas i cannot say a lie so i've already had my my one beer quota i'm not like you and ulysses i can't throw back 15 beers in one episode ulysses and i both paid for that (laughs) as did most of our listeners ears let's be honest why we're recording seven days later because steven is still recovering 
this I'm time with Ulysses. recovering from the fact that our very special guest, Jennifer Van Elk, went on, she went to the, our very special guest, Jennifer Van Elk, went to the Children's Museum with another one of our very special guests, Michaela McLean, and both Jennifer and Michaela, and Michaela's daughter and our daughter, they all got sick immediately following going to the Children's Museum together, so... That's because the yeah. Children's Museum is a cesspool of germs. Yes, and then uh, about a week later, Jen infected me, and now I am sick as well. So that that's that that's that's what's going on. It wasn't recovery from Ulysses. You got a little taste of what I had. Yeah, yeah. We were actually supposed to record like three nights ago. Speaking of this plague that's uh, going rampant in Indiana. My wife and I shot a wedding on Saturday for our dear intern, and guess who got sick the day after her wedding with uh, our disease? Mm, your dear intern? You got the bride sick? I, I don't know that we got her sick, but I, I, she insta-storied that she was canceling her honeymoon because she was like dying and i was like no i hope to god that didn't come from us i would feel so bad that 100 percent came from you and here's the thing lily listens to this podcast dustin yeah i hope so she's going to know that you murdered her yep well yeah no i talked to several other wedding vendors uh this week about it and they also had just gotten over that same disease plague flu whatever and uh they were all like oh hoping to God that they weren't the ones that gave it to her. You're going to need to name some names. Mainly the makeup artist. Okay, makeup artist? Yeah, who's the makeup artist? Do you want to put that name down here so Lily doesn't just blame you? I'm pretty sure Lily knows I'm pretty sure Lily knows who her makeup artist was. For the listeners, Dustin, they need to they they want the drama. And I want the drama too. Doesn't you never asked, but Steven, I'm not drinking beer tonight. In the Christmas what? spirit, I've got a mug of hot cocoa, which was hot an hour ago when we were supposed to start recording and is now mostly cold. And also, it's just like a bunch of marshmallows at the bottom with the chocolate powder I didn't mix up very well. The hot, the hot mm. liquid goodness is all gone. Man, I'm sorry, bud. <sighs> it happens. It, and for the listeners out there, just so you know, it was that good, good Swiss Miss mix. <laughs> really spraying for the good stuff. Is this cup sort of a metaphor for your Christmas season? It started off hot and steamy, and and now it's just a cold, lukewarm cup of mushy marshmallow. We, Jen's been sick for like the last two weeks. I've been sick most of this week, and we're also trying to get out episodes of the Wedded Podcast every single day, and I've been doing like just-in-time edits because I've been so backed up with other edits. We were supposed to launch the Wedded Podcast back in October, and we just haven't been able to do it because we've been so backed up. And so I'm sick, and I'm trying to edit stuff like at night to get it out the next day. And uh, we just we haven't even put up Christmas lights outside. It's have you have you tried eating like dates, Steve, or like having black coffee, or just you know getting like a laxative, helping with that backed up, you know, help get that all that out. Dates, not prunes. That's where, that's where you're gonna go. Prunes, dates. Hey, whatever you're into, man. I'm just saying. I see you have a problem, and I want to help you get through that problem. Doesn't. Let's talk some more Christmas stuff here. 
We have a very great topic from Phantom producer Louis Novak. Louis Novak wrote in and he shared a story with us about a photographer who makes $10,000 a day. Well, not a, not every day, just one day a photographer made $10,000 shooting Santa sessions. So yeah, uh, I saw this story from the great Louis Novak and I've let me just preface with the fact that I'm already putting plans in place to do this myself next year. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting that out there. So Louis shared us a story from F Stoppers about a photographer, I believe in Texas. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, but essentially, they had the idea of doing Santa mini sessions at their house or studio um, instead of you know, a family going to the mall or shopping center to get photos with Santa, they could do a high-end personal experience with Santa Claus for a premium price mm -hmm. in a controlled environment. She had like a hot chocolate bar and um, some little snacks and stuff like that. And you, you got like a five-minute slot where you got in, you got like five pictures and you were out and she was charging like 150 bucks. And it was all available light, no strobes or flashes or anything. And she was getting really great imagery. It was just a bunch of like Christmas trees she got day after Christmas for 75% off in what looked like just like a plain white garage or, you know, open studio space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is genius. So Corinne wants us to actually take it a step further and do this with the Easter Bunny this uh, Easter. I don't think there's that much demand for the Easter bunny. We're going to find out. <laughs> we'll see. I don't even know when Easter is, though. First of all, we got to figure out. Cause, uh, so it's on Easter we're day. Building a, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, uh, we're building a new house, and so we'll finally have space to do something like this. So the Santa thing is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. So my wife's brother-in-law's girlfriend is like the manager of a Kroger. And she already said, as soon as Christmas is over, she's going to like get us a bunch of the Christmas trees that they go when they go on sale. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm already making moves, Louis Novak. So when I make that 10 grand next year, it's all, all thanks to you, bud. Dustin makes money move. What I don't understand though, is if this photographer killed it in one day making 10 grand, why wouldn't she do it like three days or, you know, because Spread I'm guessing the clientele isn't enough. I don't. I'm guessing there's not enough demand to spread it out over three days. I'm guessing that's why she kills it in one day, one and done. Otherwise, I think what would happen is she'd have the Santa for three days, and she'd get less people booking on each day, but her expenses would go up because the Santa costs, according to the article, a lot of money to book every mm -hmm. single day. So she would have less bookings per day, but the same price for the Santa for all three days. So I'm, I'm guessing she's doing this just right. If she was able to make $10,000 in one day off this. Now that's, she didn't make $10,000 profit. That's $10,000 revenue. She had to pay the Santa. She had to pay to buy all the supplies, work with an event designer who helped her design the whole thing, set up the chocolate bar, hire the girl who wrote the article, who was like her assistant the whole day and got people through the line and everything. And I think she also said she had one other assistant too. So, I mean, 10K of revenue though is still great. Don't get me wrong. 
Where did it say how much she paid the Santa? I didn't see that in the article. It didn't say how much she paid. It just said that she paid a lot. Gotcha. He wasn't cheap. And she said that the 10K wasn't accounting for, it was like, based on how much every client who came in paid, she would have made $10,000, but it doesn't, you know, she didn't know how much the expenses were for the Santa and everything else. She just knew the Santa was expensive. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this out next year and, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Well, if you need a Santa, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, 2000 a day. Just start, start growing that beard now. I mean, it's going gray already, so I'll be there next year. Just got to get my bowl full of jelly going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Won't scare any children with that beer breath. <laughs> this isn't Miracle on 34th Street. I'm not the drunk Santa at the Macy's parade. I would be a professional. I'd be the real Santa. People would come with their letters to the courthouse and dump them out all over the judge and say, this is Santa Claus. So, Steve, the, the question I have, though, is, is this something you and Jennifer would consider doing? Does it make money? Uh, yes, it appears so. Yeah, then it's something we would consider doing. Is it something we would do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that there is a demand for this sort of thing in the Indianapolis area. So, gotcha. I feel like we would have to have a lot of clientele already who have a lot of young kids, which we've been doing weddings for eight years, so we have a lot of clientele who have young kids now the hard part is selling that to them and then also bringing in new people who you haven't worked with before who just want to do it you know so i'm guessing you'd have to run like a lot of instagram facebook ads stuff like that to really sell this whole idea maybe do a youtube ad i don't know i feel like there's a lot yeah. going into this and i feel like 10k in one day is not 10k in one day i feel like it's a lot less money than that after all the all the ads and everything else that you had to run to book everything and paying for an event, a space designer and a Santa Claus. And yeah, I think, I think the big trick is if you could find somebody that looks like Santa, mm -hmm. that is like a family member or someone that will do it for really reasonably priced. I think that would be really the, the revenue generator or help because I think what I when I was researching this after Louis Senate, like I was seeing that most Santas charge somewhere between thirty five and fifty five dollars an hour, which isn't like in the grand scheme of you know ten thousand dollars a day is not you know which fifty dollars an hour is more than Dustin would pay for a second shooter, as he said on the podcast before. Right. So he would never pay a Santa right. that much. <laughs> exactly, unless Santa is also shooting these sessions, <laughs> then then I would consider it. So. We'll see. Got to fig. I got to figure out how to make this work because uh, I think this will be fun. Louis, you can come and uh, help me out. I can be Santa. Louis can be an elf. Yeah. Louis the elf on the shelf. You, speaking of which, Louis actually shot Santa sessions recently. Oh, really? Yeah, but it wasn't like his own Santa thing. He uh, messaged us about it. He said he did not like the Santa at all. The Santa was not the kindest person in the world. And the Santa also referred to him as his little helper or elf all day long. And he did not enjoy that at all. Just got to keep in character, Louis. Come on. <laughs> you just get over here, my little helper. Uh, Louis is cracking me up. Bring me my, my porridge. Just the two of us. The love buddies. Just the two of us. So you oh, are yeah. jealous. You are jealous I'm doing that with Jen. That's why you keep bringing it up. <laughs> 
bringing what up? I don't even know what you're referencing right now, Steven. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, no, good, good, good. Just the two of us. Mm. Glad that I, I made something that made you so happy. Dustin, you wanted to talk about Christmas gifts, which is what we talked about last year on our Christmas episode. And we said next year we wouldn't do the same thing because talking about Christmas gifts on Christmas Day, it's too late to help out any photographers who listen to our podcast. Well, there's some, you know, photographers, Steve, that, you know, listen to this podcast and they live in different time zones, different (laughs) realities, different you know, worlds, right, 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 right. Uh, universes. We broadcast this to Mars. Um, so if they're they out in Spotify, like the very tip of Alaska, they might exactly. still have time to get some gifts. Out. <laughs> time to run to uh, Greetable or something, and you know, ship off a gift. No, I got those emails from Greetable the other day. It's now too late to get gifts to your clients in time for Christmas. So that's until they send you the next one, where they're like, "Just kidding, super duper expedient shipping, still good." <laughs> those one are all day. the emails I was getting today. It's like. Oh my gosh, we were just teasing. Free one-day shipping. But yeah, I just wanted to see if you and Jen were still doing or have revisited the idea of doing client gifting over Christmas. Uh, I saw a photographer, a friend of mine, and uh, she does what looked to be, from what I saw on Instagram stories, a pretty amazing client gifting experience for the holidays. Mm -hmm. where she sends them uh, a little ornament, a little bundle of prints and a candle. I assume it's a candle of boiled down sweat from her on their wedding day so they can really get the the aroma of their wedding uh, when they they burn it and a little uh, Christmas card. So at least that's what I could gather from the, uh, the photo I saw. And I was just curious... This looks like it was expensive. It took some time. It took some energy. It took some thought. That's way too much for me. Way too much for me, Steve. We did ornaments, I think, one or two years in a row. And I was like, nope. Once we hit 65 weddings. Did you do Christmas gifts this year? No, we did not. Neither did we. In years past, we always sent out like 8x10s to all of our clients. And we were talking about doing it this year too. And we just got really, really backed up, as I was saying earlier. I told you they make they make things for that, Stephen. Thank you, Dustin. You didn't spend so Thank much you. damn time in the bathroom. You could get these gifts out. Yeah, that is true. But I think I think photographers who who send gifts out aren't photographers who are typically shooting around Christmas. That's sort of my causality there. We did gifts when we were like, oh, November first, done with wedding season. But now it's we're at a point in our career where we're shooting almost every weekend. I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's bad. <laughs> you need time off, Dustin. Exactly. And the time off I do get during the week to spend kissing my children, I'm not like, hmm, how can I put together a gift to give to somebody? Yeah. Um, I did give away a gift to one of my clients, though. So. <gasps> Tell me more, Stephen. Please. Um, the more is I sent their gallery to the wrong email address and sent them an email saying, Hey, hope you got your gallery and everything. And three months later, I got a message back from them saying, Hey, we've been waiting for our gallery and it never came. And it turned out I sent it to the wrong email address. So I sent them a gift. 
you don't like check in with them if you don't hear from them in a while, and, like with a text or a call and say like, hey, haven't heard from you. Assume you hate the photos. It, typically, you know I if do we should check dissolve in the contract. Uh, they Below posted guess, a bunch of stuff about how so much they love the up. photos, but it was from the preview, like on Instagram that we had posted. And we didn't realize that. We thought they had actually just downloaded Moral all of photos, the story. So. Don't post anything on Instagram. Yeah. There <laughs> good, you go. Good moral to that story. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> That's the advice you're giving right there. Yeah. yeah. No, I give them uh, two, two free 8x10 prints, and they can just uh, download those straight from our pass gallery and then you know have them shipped off to them. Oh, I mean, print nice. them straight from pass and have it shipped off to them. Oh. So. So it it may, it literally was no work on your part. Literally no work. Uh, I sent them a code, and by I sent them, I mean I went to Jen and I said, "Hey, I don't know how to do this. How do I do this?" And then Jen did all the work, and I just sent them the code. So she did what we in the biz call she genned it. When you get something done, yeah, that's genning it. Yeah, genning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I will say the last time I uh, sent a client a. I sent a client a gift. We had a bride. So what we were trying to do last year is try to pay attention to what the bride and groom liked and talked about. And when we sent them their USB drive, uh, we would just include a little nugget of something that were like, oh, they talked about this. They like this. Um, and put that in the, um, the box we sent. And we had a client that was obsessed with cinnamon rolls, which I, as a fat white man, also obsessed with cinnamon rolls. I found a cinnamon roll uh, Christmas ornament and I put this in the packaging, sent it to them, and this week I saw that they got divorced. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, fe- I'm feeling like it's all because of that Christmas ornament. Mm-hmm. That you, you sent the Christmas ornament to them this year or last year? Last year. Their wedding was last fall. Uh, sent it to them in time to hang on their tree last year. Mm-hmm. Ipso facto, months co- months go by, they're El Splito. Mm-hmm. All your fault because of that ornament. All I can think is that ornament went on the tree, that groom saw it, and he was like, man, I need more cinnamon rolls in my life. Cinnamon rolls perhaps are more of a love than this woman that I vowed to love forever. I think... I think Dustin was on to something here with this ornament, and he realized my true love is carbs and sugar. Mm, it's amazing that you and Corinne are still together knowing all this about you and your love of cinnamon rolls. Yeah, exactly. See, but I love her more, Stephen. I mm. love her more. Of course. Hence, you see any cinnamon together. roll ornaments on my tree? No. They're all just pictures of my family. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that cinnamon roll ornament, love. didn't it contain a picture of them or something? Or was it just a cinnamon roll ornament? Just a cinnamon roll ornament. Gosh, Dustin. <laughs> you really think I found like some cinnamon roll with like a picture frame in the middle or something? I was hoping so. I thought maybe there was a point to this whole freaking story. Nope. No point. Just no point. Got it. Yeah. We, ha- we have the power to create love and we have the power to destroy mm-hmm. it. As wedding photographers, we... we we hold a really big responsibility. Jen and I were a little scared. One of our couples that got married this year had gotten divorced because we always follow up with our couples, Dustin, and this couple we never heard back from. And it's been oh, like so the six couple you were months. telling me this is a different couple they altogether. Did get divor- oh, different. 
Okay. Different, different couple altogether. It'd been like six months, had not heard back from them. So the other day I was just sending some stuff out to a few different clients. I sent some stuff to them. It was like some video files that I had made that like were not a part of their package. So like the, I did video for this wedding and Jen did photos for this wedding. So it was like videos that I'd shot of like the cake cutting and stuff. And it was like, I'd edited them together into a sequence, which I then took pieces mm -hmm. out of for my highlight reel. That's kind of like how I process stuff. And so sometimes mm -hmm. when everything's done, I'll be like, oh, I'll just send out like those sequences that I created. And then, you know, they have like their whole cake cutting sequence as like an edited thing or whatever. So I sent them like the cake sure. cutting and the toasts like that and got a message back from them. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. We completely forgot to get back to you because we bought a new house. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a relief. Cause Jen and I were both kind of afraid cause we never heard back from them. They stopped like posting to Instagram, Facebook, everything like that. But no, it was, it was all good. It's all good. They bought a house, Dustin. They bought a house. Yeah. Houses are good. But then and I think Houses I might have made great. a fatal error because then I sent them a cinnamon roll ornament as soon as <laughs> they got those videos. It's kind of like, a, we're so happy you got that house. Here's a cinnamon roll mm -hmm. ornament. But now I'm hearing that causes yeah. divorce. So I think I'm in it, a lot of trouble it does. here. Well, it, I should... I should say, Steve, it only causes divorce if the couple perhaps has a love affair for sugar and carbohydrates that would then trump their love for their significant other's now spouse. Are you trying to tell me something about your, your groom? Does he have a unhealthy fetish that involves cinnamon rolls? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Steven, all, all, I, all I'm saying is that we spend a tremendous amount of time with our couples on the wedding day, the planning process. Under the we veil get to with know them. them. Deep under the veil. Yeah, with, you're exactly. deep under that veil. We get to know them on a deep, deep level. And we, we, we have knowledge, Steve. Knowledge that we can use for good or bad. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry if this couple's listening. I use that knowledge inappropriately and now you guys aren't together anymore i'm all right I'm sorry. can we please move on to q a <laughs> i'm just hoping for a christmas miracle this year and somehow they get back together that's what i would like to see let's do some q a but, but steve our first question comes from ian from steve's house oh good old valid for listener yeah our best listener ian from steve's house um, you could say he's our perhaps our closest listener, our, our listener who has never heard an entire episode, but always begs me to be able to listen to them, to which I always have to say, yeah. no, daddy says things on that that are inappropriate for your ears. And does he follow up with, but why do you say those things, daddy? Yes, daddy. Why do you say those things? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, Ian asks. I imagine him saying that while eating porridge. Yes. <laughs> That's all we feed our children. Ian asks, is there a camera that'll let me see through paper and cardboard? Yeah, absolutely. Care to expand on that, Dustin? Oh, I, I didn't know it was a question that needed a follow-up. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you got one of these cameras? What do you, what, what you, what you use it for? Uh, it's a Nujitsu Eurox 5000. We <laughs> used to have one two years ago, but... Unfortunately, it just got too cumbersome to carry around with us to weddings. 
actually, uh, coincidentally, I did get this as a Christmas present mm -hmm. um, from a fellow photographer. I love, by the way, I just want to say I love when my my friends who are photographers uh, they get me gifts for Christmas for the holidays. I just always know just the right thing to get me. Anyways, moving on. So we had this camera and we use it to uh, photograph groom prep and bride prep without actually having to be in the room with the couple on the wedding day. But like I said, just too big, too cumbersome. Ian, uh, I think there's a woman in a robe behind you, Steven. Oh no, who could that be? Is it Ian from Steve's house? That's just my wife. Steve, do you have an answer to said question? I'd hate to leave Ian from Steve's house hanging on your end. Uh, my answer to this question is the same now as it was then, and that is, Ian, there's no such thing in the entire world. Stop asking. Mm. Always shutting down a boy's hopes and dreams. Oh, yeah, because I know what he wants it for. He wants to look at his presents, Dustin. Now, the thing is, that might be a little bit... Ian's become quite the businessman. The other day, he sold a bunch of Pokemon cards at school. So he might actually be looking at this as a business opportunity. He could go around with his camera and photograph other friends' presents and then tell them what's in their presents for Christmas just for a small fee. Hmm. I always love a good entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, no, that him selling the Pokemon cards, though, he, he made 60 bucks off of a kid. And we had to contact that kid's parents and the uh, school because we he's in second grade he can't he can't be he should not be getting paid 60 dollars for pokemon cards in second grade with no parents and no regulation that's what i was doing not in second grade i think i was in third grade or fourth grade whenever no. pokemon was no, we had to facilitate a handoff between uh ian's teacher and this other kid where Ian gave his teacher the money, this kid gave the teacher the Pokemon cards, and then the teacher gave the kid the money and Ian the Pokemon cards back. Because we were not happy that he sold his Pokemon cards. Mostly because we felt like he had swindled the other kid. I would be a proud parent. And we thought that. I listened. We didn't, we didn't, want, we didn't want any trouble, Dustin. We don't want any trouble. So I was listening to a podcast just yesterday, actually. About I listened to another podcast about people who are now millionaires and how they got started. and Selling Pokemon cards, all of them. The guy that they were interviewing said how he got his start was when he was in grade school, he would go and buy baseball cards and basketball cards in bulk. And then he would go to school and sell the packs of them at school for, you know, whatever the price of those packs were. And he would make, you know, $4 per pack profit off of what he bought the box for. Wow. And talked about the discipline that taught him for not like opening the packs. But I'm like, man, that is just like great entrepreneurship at such an early age. And then now here I am present day hearing the same story about a great entrepreneur and business mind. And you are shutting him down. Yes, yes I mean, we're I talking. Am. This could be the next, the next billionaire, Van Elk Fortune, no. and now he's going to be like, oh, no, I can't make any money. I can't do any deals because if I do them, mom and dad frown upon that. Yeah, yeah, he he could have been a real Bill Jobs or a Steve Gates. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking more like a Mark Cuban. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that one too. Except I was doing the thing where you mess up the names and, and then you just said the name. Now we're going to get sued by Mr. Cuban. I'm pretty sure when you go on reality TV, you are forfeit the right to people not talking about you. Dustin, do you want to do one more question? Mm. Give it to me, Steven. Let's do a small one. Phantom producer Louie Novak writes in and asks, does anyone else back up their wedding JPEGs to Amazon Cloud? Prime members get unlimited JPEG photo storage. So as most things brought to my attention by Phantom producer Louie Novak, did not know this was a service. I'm constantly learning about things that Amazon offers that they do not do a good enough job, in my opinion, of letting me know that I'm already paying for. (laughs) (laughs) Like half the time I forget about Amazon Prime, like the TV streaming service. I'm just on there to buy my peanut butter and move on with my life. But I think that would be a great idea. I use a service called Zenfolio, and I've been using that since the onset of our business. And we are grandfathered into the original pricing structure, which we started with. Um, So as long as I don't cancel or forget to pay them each year, we're locked into unlimited storage with them. And I hope to God they don't ever listen to this podcast and think like, oh God, someone used our services that are still with us from that time period. We should probably not let him get unlimited storage forever by paying like $10. I'm pretty certain that there is just, there's a guy there named Alan and he works down in the basement and his job is just to alert the company whenever somebody like you forgets to make that payment. And every time they forget to make that payment, Alan gets a bonus. Are you going to (laughs) take Alan's bonus away this year, Dustin? Every year, my job is to hit Alan in the knees, essentially, as far as that Christmas bonus is concerned. Because I actually write in the memo line of my check that I mail off to them each and every November, like, CC Alan. <laughs> suck it, Alan. CC, suck Hope it, Alan. can't afford that ham for Christmas, Alan. Wow, you're taking away his Christmas Looks like ham. Sally's not getting braces, Alan. Wow, and now Sally's going under the bus, too? Wow, his sweet baby daughter. What is she going to do? Yep. And then, you know, I did have to send him an apology letter last year because he couldn't afford that life-saving treatment for his wife because he didn't get that <laughs> oh holiday gosh. bonus. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Too far. This is our Christmas episode. Oh, my gosh. This is supposed to be happy and fun and flurfy. Dustin. Lurfy like a Slurpee. Louis Novak. Amazon's cloud service that goes along with Prime is a consumer-facing product. You can go ahead and upload your JPEGs to it. But here's the thing with using a consumer-facing product for your professional stuff. There's typically clauses in there saying you're not allowed to do that. In which case, if you ever get found out, you could have your ability to be a Prime member stripped from you. You might even have your ability to be an Amazon customer stripped from you. So I would personally recommend not doing it if those sorts of things are important to you. But also, when it's a consumer-facing product... They don't have things built in for a pro level person like user. So I use Google Photos from time to time. Wedding photos get backed up to my Google Photo thing because I put them on my phone and it auto backs up from my phone. If I want to like go back and get any of those JPEGs from my Google Photos, a they're not going to be full resolution. But I think people had said that the Amazon service is full resolution. But 
they're not sorted in such a way that it's easy to find them. Like they're not in a gallery with the rest of the stuff. They're not in a folder. It's just in a giant stream of all my photos. And there's no guarantee that this service will continue on. They could shut it down at any point in time. And suddenly all these photos I've uploaded to Google Photos are just gone. And Google's a pretty great company. So more than likely they'd give you a way to download all those before it disappeared. But I feel like hopefully I feel like you're just adding on another layer of complication to everything you do. And I would recommend going with a pro solution, something that you pay for. Personally, I feel like when you pay for something, it feels like it's going to stick around and you feel like they're probably going to work on it and develop it a little more. Now, Google Photos is probably going to stick around because of Android and that's how they do all their photos for Android and stuff. But I just, I don't know, with Amazon and their photo solution, I just don't know that I would trust it from a pro perspective. Now, I mean, if it's just like a garbage backup sort of situation, like, yeah, that's fine, whatever, who cares? I think, I think guys, I think Louis, I just want to, I want to talk to you personally right now. Mm -hmm. I think what Steve's trying to say is things that you pay for stick around. They they get developed, they get worked on, they get finessed. They're just all around better. So what we want you to do is we want you to jump onto anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover. And we we'd love you to just support this podcast. So like most pro services, it can get worked on. It can get, you know, finessed. It can get the time and energy that it can, you know, that it needs to stay stay moving forward. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. On that note, this has been another episode with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at WedPick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben is not dead. And Steven is at Steven Van Out. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you really want to warm our hearts, do what Dustin just jokingly said Louis should do. Jump on to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. It's what all the pros do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot, another wedding. Another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, I would love to stick around and chat with you about Christmas stuff and whether or not you got that good, good turkey or that good, good ham. You turkey? Are you mm. a turkey or a ham man for Christmas? Uh, we take a, a ham and we put it inside the turkey. We call it a turkhamman. A turkhamman? Turkhamman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds like a real it's thing bold. real people do. Yeah. Yeah. And then we shove a little pineapple in there. And uh, we we obviously, we do all of this while the turkey is alive uh, because we believe in organic <laughs> uh, farm <laughs> crazy. Uh, farm raised ham farm raised. ham ass turkey with a little bit of pineapple in there too you know if your your turkey isn't shitting ham and pineapple you're not making that turkey right you know what I'm saying oh it's oinkalicious <laughs> um. Dustin we gotta wrap this up Merry Christmas to all and to all a good happy holidays night.
a big thanks to Warbinator for the awesome Christmas music. Licensed under Creative Commons 3.0. Slurpy like a Slurpy. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!